Welcome to episode 54 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt.com. I'm Matt Rodriguez, the Owner-in-Chief Editor of ShakeFire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney of LastOneToLeaveTheTheater.com and ATLCW.TV. And we are recording the night before this comes out, which is only a little stressful for me because I have to edit it in the morning, (laughs) but it'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be good. Um, But we have a cool show today. I wanted to talk or start off with uh, kind of some some small talk stuff. I got to visit the set of, or I was about to say AMC, Amazon's uh, new series that's filming here called Lore, which is based on the podcast Lore. And I can't say pretty much anything more than that until September 27th. <laughs> but um, it was—is that cool. when the embargo is up? Or? That's when the embargo is up. It was—it gotcha. um, was an interesting experience, though. They were filming out in um, Port- Porterdale, Port- Porterdale, um, which is like past Covington. I never had heard of the place, um, hmm. and it was—it was a little bit of a drive, but it was really cool. Um, the episode that they filmed, I don't know how much I'm able to say, but we'll just, we'll, we'll say some stuff and see what happens. Um, yeah. It's based on one of the podcasts um, dealing with uh, kind of where the whole legend of werewolves come from and kind of looking at the background with that. And Adam Goldberg was actually um, the, the star of the episode. So each episode deals, uh, is based on a different podcast kind of dealing with the different genre thing. Um, last week, they were filming one on vampires. This was werewolves. Um, so kind of going through the genre space, and each one has a different cast and is set in a different era. So it should be pretty cool, though. I'm excited to see it. I think this might be the first thing that Amazon, or Amazon's filmed here. I may be wrong on that, but um, mm. it's the first thing I have been to and done a set visit for with Amazon. So that was pretty cool. Cool. I'm assuming it'll be coming to Amazon Prime. Yes. At some point. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm assuming October or maybe yeah, September 27th. A... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, when the embargo lifts. But um, it's, I mean, it all has to deal with kind of the, the sci-fi horror genre. So yeah. I assume it's, you know, everything I... like that is timed around Halloween. Yeah. But uh, Amazon, Amazon needs some good content out. So I'm excited. They do. They do. I just, um, and I don't remember the name of the guy, but one of the the top um, creative content guys from AMC was just snagged by Hulu, um, which is a pretty big, pretty big deal for for Hulu. I've been hearing a lot more and more about Hulu in like the past couple of weeks. It's been weird. Yeah. Because like, what was it? The the Handmaiden's Tale? Yeah. Yep. I've heard heard a lot lot about about and it's yeah, just, I've heard a lot about that. There's a lot of buzz about yeah. Handmaid's Tale. Um, Amazon uh, just today announced that they bought 40 films that appeared out south by Southwest. Wow. Um, one of the films uh, that I loved called La Barracuda with Alison Tolan um, was bought. So I'm really happy for, for that film because now it's going to be seen by other than just film festival right. people. Um, so uh, that's that's really cool. Also, and they're, they're, by buying forty films, that's just amazing and giving a good shot in the arm to independent filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I feel like that's. Um, I mean, you just hear that and you think Netflix. You feel like that's something Netflix should do. So it's cool that Amazon's kind of up in their game in that department. Yeah, and that's that's why I actually like Amazon films because um, not only do they release it on Amazon, but they also release it in a lot of their films in theaters. Right. Um, which Netflix 
it was not doing at all. Right. Um, so a wider audience is seeing seeing these uh, these Amazon films. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, another another kind of highlight of today, I, I sent these two guys press release uh, a press release this morning that I put together. Um, I feel like a publicist now, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I the, the flip you, side of what I do. Yeah, you can. Can we start bothering you for yeah, stuff, totally. for information and stuff? I'm gonna just start sending you emails, just randomly, just asking for like pictures and stuff of, <laughs> of this movie. Totally, and I'll be like, we haven't started filming yet, but when we do. <laughs> um, but it was really cool because I knew this project was kind of coming um, because I'm, I'm good friends with one of the producers on the film that's been working really hard to put everything together. He's actually one of the co-founders of Atlanta Metro Studios, um, Ed Richardson, super, super cool guy. And he is doing, if, if you followed the story, I think I think both of you guys published articles on this when I, when I first asked you to the first time around. <laughs> Thank you guys, by the way. Um, a Good Man is Hard to Find, which is a uh, an adaptation of a Flannery O'Connor's um, classic novel, or classic, I don't know if you, you call it classic, but literary masterpiece for sure. Um, but they're going to be filming here, and we just announced today that Michael Ricker is going to be um, the lead male role in that. So it was a pretty big deal, Ooh. especially coming off of the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, from last weekend, so pretty big deal, and uh, Deadline picked it up, so I was like, I need need to pat myself on the back a little bit, because <laughs> that, was, that was pretty awesome. I feel, I feel nice. legit now. Um, awesome. Way to go, but, Emma. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is super cool, though, because Michael Rooker, actually the first film, the first feature role he had was in a film called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which was directed by um, John McNaughton, who is also directing this film. So it's bringing the two of them back together for this project, which will be an indie project. Um, we still don't know who's going to play the grandmother role in it, but I know that they're looking at some pretty high profile um, older, older female actresses. So hopefully that'll be a really cool casting announcement too. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted on it because I'm going to be doing yeah. some some pretty cool stuff with that one. I'll have an insider advantage there since I'm I'm doing this kind of weird publicity stuff for them. But I'm super excited about it because it's it's kind of cool to see how the other side of things work and um, when people email you back and and what they email you back with and um, so yeah, that was super yeah. cool. Um, and that's pretty much it for my small talk. Um, I have a, a couple of things that I'm going to tease at the end of this episode for, for next week. But um, let's move into the box office report. Let's do it. Do you guys know what came in first last weekend? Um, Boss baby. Gee. Boss baby. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's sadly a valid guess. But that, that movie will not die. Oh it my won't. God. No, it won't. It's, uh, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 um, came in at number one with $146 million, and uh, it had a production budget of $200 million, but I'm sure, like, worldwide, it's already, like, surpassed that yeah. probably pretty drastically. Um, and we all loved it, so there's yep. that. Oh, yeah. Baby Groot. Baby Groot for the win. Um, Beta the Furious held on to um, the next spot at number two. Boss Baby somehow Boo. Still, at, still at three. Still there. Boo. <laughs> People, don't go see this movie. It's horrible. It's a bad movie. I see bad movies, so you don't have to. So quit going to see this movie. <laughs> I guess it's just because it's like the only... I feel like Beauty and the Beast, though. Like, that's not 
technically like a, a kid kid movie. Um, no, but yeah. that's got to be the only reason Boss Baby is like still hanging around, right? Because it's just like yep. the perception of it being like a, a kid movie. Kid movie, animated, like there's no other animated movie out right now, is there? Uh, well, Smurfs. it's Smurfs and Lost Village the is still it's still out there. Yeah. But, but that already that already died. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's at number nine this week. So, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, yeah, I got nothing. There. When's the next animated film come out that's gonna bump Boss Baby out of the top five? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be there forever. I don't know. I don't know what would. Yeah, it could be. It could be hanging around for a while. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's made one hundred fifty-six million dollars. It should have made five dollars. That's all it should have made. Five, One person went and five saw it at dollars. At a, yeah, <laughs> a, a bad theater, and that should have been it. Oh my god! I feel like this. This is like that other movie that you guys said was really bad. That um, Rock Dog. Rock, Rock Dog. Dog. Yeah, it's got to go down like in in like the the books with uh in the in the fl- I don't know what I'm trying to say. I am so like fried. From it's an today. animated. It's, <laughs> this is what happens yeah, when you take our more. podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be on my it's going to be on my bottom 10 list. I'm putting it's already on there. I've already put it on there. It's got a permanent spot on my bottom 10 list for this year. What? Rock Dog or Boss Baby? No, Boss Baby. <laughs> Cars uh, 3 will probably be the next big animated one. No one's that June, late June. June Mid June, okay. June 16th. Oh my god, you guys, if Boss Baby is still like in the top five <laughs> when that comes out, that's gonna be a real There travesty. is that, that Captain Underpants movie too. But Yeah, the Captain Underpants movie, which I think but will have some legs on it because uh it's very, very popular. See if is it, 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 it if used it, to, yeah. it was when I was like in high school and stuff, like is it still popular? Yeah, it it is. Okay. I feel like there's a joke there to be made about it having legs on it and it being Captain Underpants, <laughs> but it's 10 o'clock on a Thursday night, and I've been in the sun all make... day, <laughs> so I just don't know what it is, but I acknowledge that there is a joke there. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, well, the other notable the other notable thing on the, on the top 10 of the box office was How to Be a Latin Lover, and its second week was number four. Yeah, that was uh, um, pretty and impressive. That's, you know, it's... It, yeah, it's already done uh, twenty million dollars, which, for a movie that's bilingual, it's is very very impressive. And um, I can't remember the name of the star, but he's he's already said that he's now going to start making movies in America, and stop making uh, television shows in Mexico. That's uh, cool. Because because of the success that he's had, his last two movies have been released here, have been been big hits. Well, cool. Well, sweet. We need more Mexican actors. <laughs> Matt needs more roles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, let's jump into our reviews for this week. Um, you guys saw multiple films, and I guess we, we selected King Arthur and Snatched as our two to review this week. I saw neither of these, so I'm going <laughs> to typical walk typical Emma fashion. I know, typical <laughs> Emma fashion. I have worked till like midnight every night this week, <laughs> so... I didn't have time. So I wanted to see Snatched. Let's start with Snatched. Um, okay. Let's, let's start there. Um, do one of you guys want to give kind of a, a brief overview of, of what it's about and who's in it? Yeah. It's, Go ahead, Matt. It's basically this uh, mother-daughter comedy. It stars Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn as the mother-daughter relationship. And 
basically, Amy Schumer is kind of a train wreck, speaking of her past film. And, um, <laughs> nice. Nicely done. <laughs> she is, she's just broken up with her boyfriend, and she has these tickets to um, go on vacation, and she's got nobody... That are non-refundable. That are non-refundable. And so, none of her friends, her so-called friends, can go with her. And so she's like, hey, mom, do you want to go with me? And so it's basically them two out in, like, where did they go? Is it, like, Bolivia? Um, Ecuador, wasn't it? Ecuador. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they go there and just everything goes wrong, basically. Everything you can imagine goes wrong. Yeah, if 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 you're big into Amy Schumer's comedy, then you'll really like this movie. If you don't like Amy Schumer, don't go see this movie because you will hate it. Well, in in comparison to, like, Trainwreck, was it a similar kind of style of humor? Like, if you like Trainwreck, would you like this? It's more lowbrow humor. Yeah, it's more more over-the-top lowbrow humor. Um, She's definitely playing a very similar character. Somebody that drinks a lot, uh, that, uh, you know, it's not ashamed to sleep around, is not driven at all um, as far as jobs. And um, uh, so that that's similar, but it is definitely more, it goes for more of the lowbrow stuff and a lot of slapstick stuff. Um, and there's, I mean, they have marked it as a Mother's Day movie, but I would not take my mom to see this movie. <laughs> have to have a, a pretty uh it's, it's, interesting it's got an r rating and it, it, right <laughs> it, yeah yeah it's got an r rating and it, and it deserves the r rating it really does yeah gotcha gotcha um so let's let's jump into the official atlas review uh let's start with boredom factor how bored were you guys hmm. want to go ahead mike um I wasn't. I wasn't very bored. I actually enjoyed this film uh, for what it was. Um, I would say there's a couple of lulls. Um, they do a little bit too much, uh, you know, trying to show us their relationship, um, especially early on in the film. Uh, but I wasn't. I wasn't too bored. I'd give it a like a two. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Probably about a two. Um, there were some good laughs. I'll admit that um and it's pretty funny i mean it's it'll yeah too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there and there's a there's a speaking of funny there's a scene that christopher uh chris maloney's in um that is is out and out hilarious in fact uh another critic of ours that we know matt uh goldberg i thought he was gonna pass out because he was laughing so mm. hard Aww. and that that's the thing that makes it a two is that I thought the uh, supporting cast was a whole lot better than both Schumer and Hahn. You know, like, the supporting cast is what made the film for me. Gotcha. So what about eye-rolling factor? I imagine it had to be pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I would say a four. <laughs> four? Yeah, it's it's definitely I mean, it's... a four, because they, they, it is way over the top. It, it's... A lot of it is uh, almost slapstick uh, comedy, um, and so there's a couple of times when there's some stuff that just falls very, very flat because um, they just went way too far broad on it. Gotcha. So best performance, would you give that to either of the leads or would you give that to one of the supporting cast? 
I'd give it to Chris Maloney because I thought he was he steals the movie. I mean, he's not in it for a long period of time, but he's very good in what he does. I'm going to give it to, um, his name is Ike Barinholtz. He plays her brother and the son in the film. I thought he was hilarious. And, like, he's he's basically, like, the, the stay-at-home son who still lives with his mom at, like, what, I think he's 35 years old. And so, of course, they get kidnapped in um, while they're on vacation, and he's just going crazy trying to figure out where they are. And I, I thought he was hilarious in every every scene he was in. Yeah, and there's some great scenes between him and I'm, I'm not sure what the actor's name, but he plays a State Department official. Yes. Um, that it's, there's some just really funny scenes between the two of them. Um, they just it, and then the really cool thing is they they keep going back to it, so they just ratchet up another level each time. Nice, nice. Uh, what about worst performance? I would say Goldie Hawn. I mean, to be honest, she really didn't do much for me. <laughs> I mean, it was just, you know, okay, who can we get? Who's this huge name star who we can get to play opposite Amy Schumer? And it's like, okay, let's go with Goldie Hawn. And, like, it's basically name recognition only. Right. Well, Amy Schumer fought for Goldie Hawn. She In did. fact, she told the studio she, she told the studio that she wouldn't make the film unless Goldie Hawn played her mom. Um, I'm there's you know there's so many supporting people in this film, and there's a couple that didn't uh, quite work. Um, I wouldn't be that. I'm not that harsh on Goldie Hawn, um, I, but I've got a I I love Goldie Hawn so. Um, I'm a little biased in the, in that, uh, but I thought I thought they she worked fine because she was asked to be this over attentive mom who worries about everything, and uh, I thought she did a good job. Well, I guess there's so who was the worst? You didn't say. Yeah, that's true. He's trying to <laughs> sidestep the question. Well, I, I don't know who I I don't know who the actor's name is. Um, I wasn't totally happy with the. With one of the uh, uh, with uh, I know I didn't I I really didn't like uh, Wanda Sykes. That's who I didn't like. Uh, uh, she plays a woman who is a busy busy that they meet at the resort, and Wanda ends up uh, being in a relationship with Joan Cusack, who is an ex. What's she? What was she? Ex special like, ops. Yeah, special ops, Navy SEAL kind of. Yeah. Cusack's pretty funny, but she didn't say a word because she cut out her own tongue. See, I would have put so, her as the second, second worst. Because really? yeah, she, I mean, she didn't do anything, and I didn't no, find I, her. I don't know actions all that funny. So well, anyway, I would have said I, I'd say Wanda Sykes is, is mine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, obviously, no ATL recognition factor here because it's no. no. I was feeling sorry for Goldie Hawn because I we I was thinking, oh, it's shot in Ecuador. No, it was shot in Hawaii. <laughs> so she was staying at a five five star resort. I'm sure every night. Yeah. Because they asked her to do some some pretty um, uh, you know rough stuff and and uh, like their costumes get really really dirty. Um, and they're they're but I, but I was like but she gets to go to this hotel. I'm sure she's getting massages she's, and getting great food. So yeah. I once I saw that I knew well I guess this wasn't that tough. Can't feel too bad for her. that. Sounds like a a pretty nice way to. Spend your time not filming. Yeah. Um, all right, the so, Adam Sandler way. 
The, exactly, exactly. If I was making films, I would all of my films would be based in like tropical climates, so I could just go to like Hawaii and Fiji like all the time. That would, that would be my game plan. But I'm not making films, so here we are. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, not yet. Um, so overall, what did you guys think? What would you rate this on the official Atlas scale? I'd give it a at. Oh. Uh. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> an ATL with a small little A. So okay. three and a half. Three, three and, and a half. half. All right. Gotcha. I was trying um, to sound I'm... it out in my head and say it at the same time, and it just didn't work. Didn't work. No, I like that. I'm gonna give it... I like that. For halves, we should just like yell the first part of it and then whisper <laughs> the next letter. It's, per- it's perfect. Um, I'm just going to give it an at. An at? An at. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe um, an app with a half of an L. All right, all right. Well, um, that being said, let's let, let's uh, that's snatched, and that comes out this Friday, right? This Friday, yeah. Yep, comes out t- today. So, what will just be today? Ti- when just in time for Mother's Day. Just in yeah, time. just in time for Mother's that Day. That does make sense because that is Sunday. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's yeah. move on to King Arthur. If you don't want to see that with your mom, maybe you can go see King Arthur with your mom. Yeah. What is that? Is that a good Mom's Day movie? <laughs> sure. I mean, if your mom loves action and Guy Ritchie, then yeah. All right. And, and so seeing a uh, uh, Charlie Hoonan uh, without a shirt. Um, so. I feel like that might be a better Mom's Day movie, <laughs> uh, just from that description alone. Um, <laughs> So kind of walk me through this. I know we kind of talked about this a little bit last night if, as far as like what you guys were calling it and comparing it to. Give me kind of an overview of, of the film. Well, basically, um, Arthur is, uh, his his parents are murdered. Uh, his parents uh, were the king and queen of England. And uh, Jude Law, who covets the crown, uh, murders them. And but they are able. To, the The mom is able to get the 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 son, who's a baby, um, out of the castle, and um, a working woman uh, adopts him. And so he basically grows uh, grows up on the streets of of London and um, learns how to fight and learns how to be a pickpocket and all sorts of other stuff without knowing that he's of royalty. Um, and uh, the sword in the stone is um, discovered, and so everybody is trying their hand at getting this the sword out. And Arthur is successful in getting the sword out, and then it becomes a battle between Arthur and Jude Law over basically his his life. Jude Law wants him killed because Jude Law has been told that um, the son will become the king. And that's what the movie's about, basically. It's a retelling of this legend. It's meant to be one of six films. So it only stops at a certain point. In fact, we don't even meet Guinevere in this first film. Um, we do see the, uh, you know, he gets the sword, and we see the Lady in the Lake, and a couple other things. But it's um, it's Guy Ritchie, and it's, very, it's a very Guy Ritchie movie. In fact, I describe it as Sherlock Holmes goes to the Middle Ages because it's got that same feel with the modern language, the fast quips, 
uh, you know, there's some funny stuff that the characters say. Um, a lot of a lot of of Arthur's friends and 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 uh, the people he fights with are kind of thuggish. Um, you know, growing up on the streets. Um, you know, it's just like Sherlock Holmes. Um, and then they also have the slow motion, big action sequences that are basically slow motion with you know kind of the matrixy where he's bending in all shapes to uh, you know duck swords or duck arrows and stuff. Gotcha. Well, based on this film, do you think the other five films are going to get made? I don't think so. I don't. I think this is going to be a pretty big bomb. Um, especially, well, they spent a lot of money on this film. Um, I just, I just don't see it. I think, yeah, yet. I think it might have some difficulties. I really wish Charlie Hunnam, who plays King Arthur, was bigger. Because I mean, he's one of my favorite actors. I've loved, like, you know, Pacific Rim, um, Green Street Hooligans is one of my favorite films of all time. That's a so, great like, movie. I, I would love to see him be bigger. Yeah. But I yeah, he just doesn't have that draw. He hasn't reached that point yet. So Well And you know, the 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 um the trailers have been really weird with the Led Zeppelin music and yeah. um which there is no Led Zeppelin music in the actual film. It does have a very modern score to it also, um, but there isn't any Led Zeppelin um stuff in it. Um but i, I, I I also couldn't. I could. I felt it. It couldn't quite find its its way. Um, it just. It's. It was a film that um, wanted to be one thing. And if you like Guy Ritchie movies, you might like this movie. Um, if you don't like Guy Ritchie movies, you know that the Sherlock Holmes uh, films. If you don't like the Sherlock Holmes films, then don't don't go see this because it's got a very similar tone. Yeah. On a, on a side note here, you mentioned the song being in the trailer and not being in the film. That, like, really irks me because <laughs> I feel like if it's in the trailer, you expect it to be on the soundtrack. And I say this specifically because I went out and bought um, Lord of the Rings Return of the King soundtrack after seeing the promo for it. And it was actually the song from Requiem for a Dream <laughs> that was played on it. And, like, so I got the soundtrack, listened to every single song on it. And I was like, the song from the trailer is not on here. What the heck? And then I then I found out why. So that's just like a pet peeve of mine. I feel like if it's advertised with the movie, it should be a part of the movie, or at least on the soundtrack. Yeah, but I I agree with you. I digress. <laughs> you have been burned before. I, I have. I have been burned before. Um, now Jude Jude Law Jude Law in this film is a lot of fun to watch because he just he just chews up scenery right and left. Um, he just goes over the top, which actually the role needed to go over the top. Um, and he's a lot of fun to watch in this film. Um, I, th- that was the highlight for me was, was Jude Law's performance. Well, so I guess um, you're already jumping to best, best performance. Mike, we haven't you're skipping. got there. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just so excited to talk about it. Well, let's let's get started with our, our official order here. Um, let's start with boredom factor one to five. How bored were you guys? say too there were some moments that were kind of dulled between the action scenes and i mean it's like what two hours and and some minutes so it's it's kind of a little bit lengthy yeah it's 206 um i would give it a three um just because uh i just didn't think the the whole vision of this film came together 
Um, and there are some really, really dull parts in this film. Uh, I, one thing I did like um, was at the beginning, instead of having us tell us about his childhood, they did a montage of showing uh, him growing up. And I and I like that. Um, I hate when films are... Um, and it's your you know, typical ex- Guy Ritchie montage. Not just any right. montage. It's a Guy Ritchie yeah. montage. So Yes. But where they try to just explain about the character instead of showing us why the characters the way they are. Gotcha. So I feel like the eye-rolling factor might be fairly elevated here based upon y'all's description. Um, is that accurate? I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, it's not Snatched. Right. Snatched had a whole lot more eye-rolling. Like, this one, like, I mean, you kind of expect... Like, you expect a Guy Ritchie film, so you know exactly how his films play out. There was no difference. There was no kind of, like, oh, God, this again. Gotcha. So, I don't know. I would give it maybe another two. For me, at least. Yeah, I'd give it a a two. Okay. Um, So, best performance, I I guess... Mike's kind of already gone over that. Mike's already gone with Jude Law. <laughs> I've heard Jude Law. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with King Arthur himself, Mr. Charlie Hunnam, just because you know I have a little personal bias towards him. So and I thought I thought he did a good a good King Arthur, or at least this version of King Arthur. He was fun. So on the the flip side, worst performance. Who would you give that to? I would give it to, uh, and I'm going to butcher her name in, in Emma's form. Uh, <laughs> do it, Astrid do it. Bur- <laughs> Astrid Burgess Frisbee. Frisbee. She plays the mage. Oh, yeah, the mage. She plays the mage, uh, which is this basically a sorceress who helps Arthur. Um, and the actress is just horrible in the role. Um, I equated her to a, a kind of like, almost like a... Uh, shy geek girl. Um, it's just she's just really really bad. And I there were a bunch of pretty well known actresses that were up for this part. And I don't know why Guy Ritchie gave it to, to her because I think she's horrible. Yeah, I I'll kind of agree with Mike because um, I couldn't think of anybody else, and <laughs> she definitely comes comes across my list as one of the worst of the film. But, I mean, I didn't hate her as much as Mike did. I thought she was, yeah, It was okay. Gotcha. But I can't, I can't think of anybody worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, again, no ATL recognition factor here. Um, nope. Gonna assume this one was probably filmed in London or overseas somewhere, right? Yeah, I think it was filmed in uh, Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what I remember is it was Scotland and London. It was in uh northern Wales. Northern Wales. They were all over the place there in the, the UK. Yep. Um well cool, cool. Overall one to five on the official Atlas scale. What would you give it? I'd give it a solid Atla. Atla ATLA. Okay. Four. Yeah. Wow. That's I, I, I liked wouldn't. it. I thought it was fun, you know. I I like Guy Ritchie, so yes, this is in my kind of my area, and you know, it's it's a fun action film. I'm giving the same thing that I gave Snatch was I'm giving an AT with a half an L. All right, all right. So not not high praise there from Mike, <laughs> but no. um, so that one comes out this Friday too, correct? Yeah. 
Yep. Alright, cool. And somehow I think neither will dethrone Guardians of the Galaxy this week. And neither should, because Baby Groot. <laughs> because Baby Groot. <laughs> because Baby Groot. Uh, just, Baby Groot needs his own spinoff. We'll just leave it at that. I think I've said that like seven times, the, but I the really The Adventures want it. of Baby Groot. Yes. I mean, they, they've got to make that an animated series at some point. That's going to happen. Like, in the next five years, that's going to happen. I hope. They could really get anybody to voice him, too. They could. So all he's saying is, I am Groot. I know. And it, <clears throat> in the Atlanta area, there's a couple other smaller films that are being released. Um, Norman, The Moderate Rise and Tragic Fall of a New York Fixer which I actually liked. I saw it at the Atlanta Film Festival, starts Richard Gere, um, and he's uh, really good in the role. Um, and then there's The Wall, um, a uh, sniper movie with John Cena. Um, there's Three Generations, uh, that's uh, Elle Fanning and Susan Sarandon, and I can't remember the third um, actresses in it. Um, that's gotten a lot of, and then there's a couple of uh, smaller films that are being released here in Atlanta also. Um, so there's a lot of films being released uh, this weekend. So what would you recommend that people go see this weekend? Would, should they just go see Guardians again? Just so, just so get, go see Guardians again. Guardians again. Yep, yep. I would say just go see Guardians again. Fair enough. Go see, oh, the, they go see the boss, baby. Although <laughs> I have not seen, uh, they did not screen The Wall or Three Generations for us. Um, and that's never a good sign yeah. when they don't screen it for, for critics. Generally not a good sign. Um, well, cool. Um, well, we have some more film reviews next week for, I know we're going to have Alien Covenant uh, next yeah. week. And then what yep. else do we have next week? We have something else? Um, we'll have uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Okay. And, uh, and then another movie, uh, The Lovers. And then another movie uh, called Everything, Everything, which is based on a best-selling book. I have gotten so many emails about Everything, Everything. So... <laughs> Are you got? Are you seeing it? Have you already seen it? I've already seen it. Um, um, we're actually all of us are are going to go see the Big Lebowski at City Winery I'm on so Tuesday excited that you have never seen. I can't I, believe you've never seen it. Somehow I've never seen it, um, but that will all change on Tuesday. So we should totally do like a throwback review, like we did with um, uh, Angus when we <laughs> we watched that with yeah. Sakai. We should, yeah, we'll should totally to do that. Do that. See if it holds up. Um, Definitely. Well, cool. Um, also, next week, we have on Thursday night at 9 o'clock at Joystick Game Bar, we have Project Cosplay. It will be Wonder Woman themed, and it will be awesome, as always. And and I will not be dressing up as Wonder Woman. Boo. I know this is a disappointment, Aww. but... The day you dress up in a costume, Mike, that's going to be a day I celebrate. <laughs> like, <laughs> one day, one day I hope it's going to happen. And not just be like a limited edition t-shirt. And then he'll get a tattoo. Yeah, we have these great plans for Mike. He just needs to get on board with them. <laughs> we'll just, <laughs> none of them are ever going to happen. You can <laughs> just get it all over with on one day. I know, just we'll just make it, it like a Mike day. day. Day of Mike. <laughs> and Mike. Yeah, a day of torturing Mike, that would be. See, you're just looking at it the wrong way. <laughs> gotta, gotta be positive with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, on that note, um, I do also want to note that I have, um, I did a little bit of filming up at, at Mike's Place of Employment, uh, CW, and did a Ooh. couple of teasers or promos for them for The Flash and Supergirl, which I believe are going to air on social next week. 
And um, so everyone should like them, retweet them, favorite them, save them, email them to all your friends, anything that any way you can interact with them, you should do that. Um, and yeah, so I have that coming. That's pretty cool. Um, aside from that, that's all I have for for this week. Well, you did you did post a picture of you trying to uh, to get Excalibur out of the rock. I did. Let's just say I did. Yeah, I did. I totally got so, it. So you're the new you're the, you're the new, the new uh, queen. I am of as it should of England. be. <laughs> yeah, my middle name's Elizabeth, so like it works, right? That like yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> it totally works. Um, well, cool. Um, do you guys have anything else for this week? Or no, in yeah, fact, next week um, we've got no screenings. Um, we did. We got we had five out of six days this week, but next week we have no screenings. At least we've, we've got one, but we're not going to because we're going to go see the big Lebowski. Yay! Well, and we'll we have. Were, or you've already seen, because isn't it everything? Yep. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll still have plenty of films to review next week, so stay tuned. Uh, thank you guys for listening again. This is the Atlas Podcast, and my name is Emma Loggins, editor in chief at FanBolt.com. I am Matt Rodriguez, the owner-in-chief editor of ShakeFire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney with Last One to Leave the Theater.com and ATLCW.tv. And we'll see you guys next week. Later. Woo-hoo. Bye.